Hello and welcome to podcast number two for Should Be Fine. Uh, we've changed location. We're in my house this time uh, on a superior sofa, I must say. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the last podcast. Just uh, looking at the numbers to uh, how many people listen to that uh, and how much of it they listen to. I think we're rolling in at 85%, which I think is pretty successful. Very so thanks for listening yeah. to 85% of the last podcast. Let's see if we can get you to 90% on this one. I thought it'd be a good idea at this stage, uh, at the beginning of this podcast, for us to uh, introduce ourselves so you can put a face to the name, or a name to the face. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack, I play the bass in three takes. I'm Manny, and I play guitar. I'm Joe, I sing and do other stuff. Like you edit, <laughs> I also write. Thank you. And do all that stuff. I'm Matt, I uh, play brass and play keyboards as well. On DB, I play... With my bum. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone, what do you play with? How many? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, gonna, I'm DB and I play... things we want to discuss tonight haven't we uh, a few areas so the song dog has gone up hopefully you've had a chance to hear it if not it's on apple music spotify soundcloud soundcloud um loads of napsters it's on, it's on the things. website as well go to any of our social media sites and you'll be able to uh, find it there so uh, hopefully you enjoyed that i think uh, it's fair to say we all enjoyed the creative process and getting it up and ready and, uh, i'm quite proud of it mm. um but we want to talk tonight about some of the successes of that, some of the challenges, some of the things we could do for next time and do those better. You've probably already noticed that we broke our first promise. Which was to have a song every month. <laughs> it, it took us well. one month. It took a, it, the song was done in a month. We'll come on to that later as to why it wasn't out uh, on time. So, come on, fellas, successes. I think the first success is that we managed to produce a song. Um, you know, we, we've just talked about the fact that we broke a promise, but we did actually manage to produce something, and um, I don't think it's big-headed to say that listening to it, it sounds great. Yeah, I was really happy with the output. Um, to pull it together in such a short amount of time, um, yeah, I was pretty impressed with how we did it, really. Okay, so that's, that's enough of a back slap thon on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably move to challenges immediately. Come on, Joe, I'm looking at you for the challenges think it's fair to say that you took on uh, the main brunt of getting the song ready, edited and up to s- up and out there. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, it fair. certainly wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, to be honest, I think the actual writing and recording of the song, I don't think there were many challenges in terms of that, other than maybe the process being unusual of how we wrote it and came up with it together. Um, I think certain things that we were trying uh, when we were collaborating on writing the song we're sharing it via Dropbox and collaborating on a logic file we corrupted a few yeah (laughs) some became unopenable Um, and I think that's uh, if anybody out there any listeners you're able to comment and share things to us if you have better ways of collaborating with uh, a logic file via the internet um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because that it was a bit of a, a pain, really, to know when someone was working on it, yeah. uh, constantly 
people downloading the projects and having it on their own computers and then posting it back up and not too aware of when someone was working on mm. something. Is that what corrupted it? I had the first do, do one the first one that I shared with you guys was a collaboration via logic through iCloud. Oh, okay. And that totally messed it up. It didn't even <laughs> work when one of you opened it up. It crashed it on my computer. Just talking about our sharing stuff, like, what happened to Slack? I mean, we've just, like, reverted back to iMessage, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, the messaging between yeah. us. Yeah, iMessage yeah. kind of does it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't... Which is quite interesting that we we started off thinking, right, what tools do we need for this? And we thought, right, we've got a messaging tool, we've got a sharing tool, but actually we've got something in all of our back pockets that does... 99% of what we need mm. in um, sharing on a group and iMessage so that, that was a bit of a learn I think that yeah. you don't need to overcomplicate it do you? well I was a bit gutted with Slack that you can only share what seem to be images and PDF files anything outside of that like videos and well projects it just didn't accept it did it not do the project files? no I couldn't do it through those yeah. and then you can't really download it onto mm. your computer I found I struggled with that anyway I don't know if anybody yeah, videos I think were all right, but logic files, yeah. no, no. Just didn't like it, did it? <laughs> no. So yeah, if anybody's got any suggestions about that, that would be great. Uh, and something that if, I'm, sorry, if some, something preferably that is free, because we could update, we could update Dropbox to, because we're at the maximum yeah. it can take. So we'll have to clear all of that. That's so we'll have fine. to clear that all out yeah. and we can't hold anything. So if anybody's got any really sneaky, cheaty, cheapy, Things <laughs> that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. But so. then the benefit of actually doing it that way and collaborating and sharing from home was that we could be at home. We didn't have to meet up every time and be together mm. throughout those. Yeah. And that's again something that the reason we're doing this is that it is so hard to find the time to get yeah. together to write, record, and you know well, I've play. Got, I've, I've not seen a single one of you play an instrument on the song live. Yeah, that's oh, weird. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I rolled up uh, three takes. Is <laughs> <laughs> that just one. to plug the bass guitar? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it was so easy. Uh, but in fairness, that was going to be one of the successes that I was going to say was actually that within three hours after we had a cup of tea set up, we had three <laughs> hours last time and we pretty much we did it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tune, apart from obviously vocals. Yeah full mixing in the bass mm-hmm. but actually it went better than I thought um, on the actual pulling day. it all together on just the everything act- I the think. actual writing process yeah yeah because yeah. that's something that I found difficult but then kind of getting used to is not having that immediate feedback when I've written with somebody in the past it's been do you like this no do you like that yes mm. yeah. whereas this is just sort of like there's an idea out there and I've not heard back from anybody for two days <laughs> So therefore, I automatically <laughs> think it's rubbish, and then you just get that message going. Oh, that's really cool. You that's because we were all speaking to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you not part of that second group? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So you've got to completely trust your taste on something. Yeah, and liberating. Just different. Um, I'm getting more and more used to it. But the paranoia doesn't it doesn't get less. <laughs> do, do you know what I think is interesting about that though is that um, when you are in the process of writing with someone and you're looking for instant feedback, sometimes you can almost just give what feels right at the moment. But if there is a bit more space in the process, like you're talking about, you know, people have got a day or two to come back on it, then 
you take time to form your opinion, to, to form your idea of what's good or what's not. So actually, just because you're having a bad day one day and someone plays you something and you're not in the mood for it, you might reject it outright. But actually, when you've got time in the process and you can just think through it, work through it, listen to it a couple of times, sometimes the best ideas aren't immediately brilliant. They're ones that grow. So I think I just think there's a different dynamic in there, isn't it? I think that's the same with it when you're writing as well. Because if you are in a room, there is that almost unspoken pressure of, right, I've got to get a riff down, I've got to get a bass line, I've got to get something down now. And then after your two-hour practice session is done, well, that's the part written. Yeah. Whereas with this, in the latest song that we've been recording, I must have gone back to it maybe about four or five times. And three of those sessions that I did just uh, at home, completely scrapped. But then because you're given that extra, just a little bit extra time, you can sort of mold your ideas a bit better. Mm-hmm. So it's the other way. That extra bit of time is, is useful when writing. So you touched there on the one currently looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody want to talk about that? Is it, could you uh, drop a snip in now? Jack, you probably don't like this one. Do you know what? I didn't like the very first version that <laughs> was sent out because um, I can't remember what I sort of thought it, it sounded like to me at first. It's not the kind of thing I liked, but when Manny put the extra guitars on and there was the drum put on it, it sounded a bit more white stripey. I was more in. It sounded like a novelty song when I first heard the... Uh, like the kind of thing um, a bass and a guitar do when they're messing around doing making a riff. Mm-hmm. and everyone's setting up and then you eventually get told to shut up <laughs> in between actually rehearsing yeah. yeah but now Manny's done some stuff on it I like it and I, I can hear some shouting in the background yeah. can I tell you where the riff has been inspired go on then um, Netflix has Last Chance You on there <laughs> right. and I was watching the first season of that and there's a big brass band that play at, um, what what team is but- it that is actually Does it make sense? crazy because I've tried it with some marching band yeah. drumming yeah. over it. Yeah. I got some off YouTube <laughs> over, at a similar BPM and tried it over that bit and thought, yeah, it's a little bit kitschy. <laughs> I sat that off. That is so weird. So yeah, it's an American Mississippi marching band in an audience and they played this, re- it just sparked it for me and that's where that started from. So it's interesting when you hear MIDI instruments for an idea it could potentially destroy mm. the person's opinion straight away, mm. couldn't it? Mm. Of what if they like it or not. And as soon as you've heard audio instruments go down, that's yeah. interesting, you start to like it better. Yeah. Okay, so back, I guess, to DOG and the process of that. Um, we wanted to talk about the sort of technical sides. Knock yourselves out. I mean, I'm, I'll take a step back on this one. Equipment-wise, if people are interested. Yeah, mic, mics. 
mics, drums, guitars. So DB, do you want to start with the drums that you use? Yeah. Um, so do you, you know use... what they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Drums with skins. They're the ones you hit, aren't they? They're the ones. Grex drum kit with a um, Premier Modern Classic snare drum, and symbol-wise was a mixture of Zildjian symbols for anybody who's interested. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Jack, what? I used a bass guitar, which I plugged in. And what make is that bass guitar? A Guild. <laughs> yes, it's a vintage number that uh, I bought off a guy in a car park in Edinburgh. I say bought off him. Dad gave me the money, and I took it in a money belt. It was a bit Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just wrapped in a towel. Well, the money was wrapped in a towel. No, the guitar was oh. in the back of the thing. It was. And you, you prefer this one, don't you? More so, you, you've got a yeah, I've got a Rickenback, haven't you? You got a Rickenback, and I can't, I could never stand it. I spent loads of money on it. Um, we used to play the lead mill, and it used to make loads and loads of noise. And uh, I sent it anyway. Someone said, "Oh, I need shielding. I need shielding on the inside." I spent two hundred quid, posted some guy in Brighton. Got it back, opened it back to see what the shield is. He just put tinfoil in it. Like running the electrics around the back. And it's still really noisy. Uh, and I've never made it make a nice sound. I'm the same. It though, looks cool. You know, you could just take the tinfoil out. But then it's not shielded. And then it's not shielded. <laughs> <laughs> then, it might sound then the conspiracies can get in. Yeah, that's really interesting. So you bought a guitar that was the Rickenbacker, which is almost deemed like a yeah. the expensive dream guitar mm -hmm. to buy. Yeah. So the Greg's drum kit that I used, I am. Um, I remember buying when did I buy it two years ago two years ago yeah. and it was it's like the dream drum kit that I want to buy it's the kind of thing I wanted to invest in something that I'll probably hand down to my kid do you know what I mean it was a real investment I still don't love it yeah. as much as well the bass drum on my yeah. Yamaha stage custom kit which is like a £400 kit but also not as good as the I've got another drum kit that I actually yeah, bought off a car I bought off a car bought off a man from a car in a in a service station on the M1. You see a Scottish bloke. Was it wrapped in a towel? On my lunch, on my lunch break, at, on my lunch break at work, that I was late back for from work because he decided not to turn up, um, but eventually turned up. Um, but but that's by far the best drum kit that I feel like I've got. The mm. one that I love playing the most. It's the most inspirational drum kit. I just think it's sometimes people always try and buy the best equipment, most like the most expensive, like yeah. a guitar. I, and it's not more like that Rickenbacker's like a, a design classic but they've like not updated it so it would be like trying to I don't know scale Everest with dot mines on it looks cool it does look cool it does look cool and it is it is for a particular kind of music as well yeah they've got that match the match bridge thing that goes over the strings exactly where you'd want to play it yeah. you have to take off yeah does that change the sound of it or is it just there for like I think it was meant to be a like something you rest your palm on what you no. played. So no, uh, I thought it was something to do with the pickup. No. But they had the first the Rickenback had the first stereo pickup or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The two jacks, yeah. And by the way going down this we don't know, do we? <laughs> Anybody who knows, post it and share yeah, let us know. We're guessing here. <laughs> Jack knows. Two jacks. <laughs> it does have two jacks on it. Yeah. But I I do think there's something in like D B what you were saying about your drum kits there's an emotional attachment in there so there's yeah. a nostalgia as well because presumably this this drum kit that you bought two years ago you were thinking great I want to upgrade I want to get the latest and greatest but you haven't done half of the stuff on that drum kit that you have on your previous kits 
Uh, so it might be yeah. that they're better, but it might also be that you've got attached to it all of that emotional. I was going to say baggage, but it's the opposite, isn't it? It's yeah. the emotional heft of playing on some great albums, some great gigs. That's right. That's true. That's absolutely and, and some true. Fantastic drumming, but also knowing how to get the best out of that piece yeah. of equipment. Yeah. So you buy you buy the best kit, going. This is instantly going to sound like the absolute mm. bomb easy but it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Do you know what I mean? You, like yeah. I don't know. I remember um, a guitarist friend of mine who bought um, an American Strat. Thought it was the going to be the best thing ever. Mm. Ended up having to return it. Bought a four hundred pound Strat Mexican one, and it sounded a hundred percent better. Yeah. Um, something to upset you, DB. Just to yeah. let you know, oh, yes. um, the kick drum and the yep. snare I yep. overdubbed. Yep. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah. The reason I had to overdub the snare. For listeners, what overdubbing is, is just replacing the sound with an electronic instrument. The snare, I didn't realise halfway through the take, the mic had fallen on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Why did we so, not hear that? Because like it, it's, it's all in the room that we were listening to, but when I was actually working on the snare, yeah, it, well, yeah. it just rattled and didn't sound good, so I had to replace that. But have you, it's good you can double up in Logic and actually use the audio to trigger yeah. the sample. And then your kick drum, even though we went to great length, we've got um, a kick drum mic on there and the... Subkick. Subkick. Yamaha subkick. Yamaha subkick on it. I, I just replaced and used again. We the snare and the, the kick drum. Yeah. The cymbals, they're DBs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> just re-recorded the drum So it, you played everything. It's just, annoyingly, we went to all that trouble making yeah. sure it sounded right and it didn't, so I had to replace them you know I did my three takes was, was it switched on to non-recording <laughs> just have it lined up ready to go well yeah. done Jack <laughs> you can go now please fine <laughs> all of you haven't <laughs> the only one who did is Matt because I can't play any wind instruments come on Matt Boy, just using that like Casio, <laughs> Casio keyboard Casio grass sounds <laughs> talk about your trumpets Matt um, so there were no trumpets harmed in this recording. Um, I was playing the euphonium, um, which is a question I get asked all the time. What is a euphonium? Uh, it is essentially like a tuba, but smaller and a whole lot sexier. That's uh, right. For those brass banders out there, this one's for you. Um, I was using a Besson Prestige euphonium. Is that a good one? It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 But again, like DB saying, I think it's all about what you do with it so we can have the best so I'm, yes. so I'm shit as, as, as was saying about his drums it's all about what you do with it so so you want to make your euphonium a mephonium I don't understand that I don't understand that uh, and I really hope that that stays in the edit um, that was Jack um, so yeah it, it's, a, it's a great instrument um, but again you, you can put it in the wrong hands and it can, can sound like a terrible instrument um, so yeah, I, I love playing it. Pretty universal for instruments, that I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you also played the glockenspiel. I also played the glockenspiel. Tambourine. And, uh, tambourine and a little bit of clicking and clapping. Um, so actually, when I was playing this song to, to some friends over the weekend, um, it had its first. So DOG had its first outing in my household when we had friends around for dinner. Um, I sat them down and force-fed them DOG. Uh, and their first thought was, oh, this sounds really Christmassy, actually, because of the, the bells at the beginning. So I was saying, that's, that's the xylophone, and we were talking about the process. 
um, they were really interested just to hear how it's all knit together and, and what our process was in um, in actually creating the music which is kind of why we're here isn't it it's to talk about what goes on behind the scenes and people are just fascinated to know um, what goes into making the end product that they hear mm. Where did you do? <laughs> um, I play Fender um, Mexican Telecaster. Exactly the same experience. Um, it was bought for my thirtieth, um, and I went in could buy, you know, within reason, any guitar that I wanted. I tried different American Fenders, and the one that just mm. stuck out was half the price of the American ones, yeah. and just a run of the mill Mexican Tele, yeah. and it's beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That was for your thirtieth. Yeah. It's sounding good to say it's twenty years old, man. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the conclusions we're coming to is don't buy the most expensive equipment. Yeah. Try it. Try it. Try, try it. First. Try. Genuinely yeah. try it. So yeah. what as it so I'm not a guitar um, nerd. What what is it who make what, what the top of the range tellies, what is it why have they got to that stage? What is the why are they sort why, of held why? in such Steam. Good question. Uh, why? Why is the telly is it so widely used? Do you mean? Yeah, I mean, was it a design thing that got it, or was it? Is it a sound? It's the one that kind of only looks like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Everything else has got the it's, double. It's kind of it to, to me. It's almost a bit like the um, the most least designed of yeah. the guitars. It's pretty much like a slab of wood with the neck and you know there's little things that um, it doesn't have like a cutaway for your body mm-hmm. so when you're playing sat down you know it sort of digs into you mm-hmm. um, it's fairly heavy compared to a strap you know when you're looking at a stratocaster it's been ergonomically mm-hmm. sort of sanded down so there's bits cut out and it's it's made it's quite um, I guess curvaceous in some ways uh, whereas the telecaster is just block of wood six strings and it just sings doesn't it mm-hmm. it just is did you modify your pickups in it no so they're the Com- single yeah you've got your, your standard two single coils yeah in there um, the only mod that I've made to it was I had to super glue the pickup switch uh, end on um, <laughs> so you can't unscrew it no no it kept falling off <laughs> <laughs> the pickup selector it kept falling off little bit of super glue in there psh, it's not falling off since so other than that it's completely stuck so you not really modded your guitar but what I did notice is that you have built your own pedal board yeah can you tell us a little bit about that because I, this is the most impressive piece of kit I've ever seen <laughs> um, it, it's a complete money pit um, it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make you play any better when it comes to effects, it's something that I've just always enjoyed. It's a, it's a whole separate part of um, playing guitar, making music in general, you know, the different effects that you can use. And my playing is always awash with delay, reverb, phaser, harmonizers, things like that. Um, and it's just a cool little project, really. It's, it's how I kept in with music and playing guitar when my son was born and I wasn't playing was it was a good little hobby to get into the electronic side getting it all cabled up making the cables that kind of thing um so it was uh, during the years that i've not been able to play it was a way of maintaining my connection with the guitar 
rather than just letting it sit in a corner and come back to it 10 years later forgetting how to play do you think for this podcast when it goes out we can get a picture of all the equipment uh, montage yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a bit of a nightmare. Obviously, probably, just back to I'll your pedal yeah. What was really nice, actually, when we recorded, a lot of the time when um, I've recorded previously, I'd do a clean channel, and then come to adding the effects, the pedal boards, digitally yeah. using plugins and things like that. Yeah. And what was really nice is that I didn't modify your sound at all. I put compressor on it, uh, but other than that, it was nice that you had thought previously. Maybe. <laughs> maybe you maybe. just cut out completely no it was nice that you thought about previously coming in to recording what effects you were going to use and we just we recorded them with a mic on your amp and I, I did very little to them it was really nice to mix in that way that's good you know there's there's three sounds on DOG or, I mean there was a lot of guitar tracks um, so I'd say four if you want to include the clean one but you've got quite a fuzzy distorted guitar you've got the delayed lead and then um, manipulated into sound like a synth, almost like a bell mm. sort of noise. With That's with the harmonizer on it, some delay. Um, I don't think that was quite a large reverb. I think it was just mainly harmonizer, delay and phaser that made that sort of synthy sound. Mm. But it's for me, that's just as much a part of it as the playing itself. Mm. You know, how is it gonna sound? How's it gonna fit? Um, and how can I manipulate it in some ways almost to not sound like a guitar yeah. which seems daft um, but yeah it's, it's an extra sort of part of it for me okay then Joe um, I know you didn't do too much in recording this song um, <laughs> I took most of Joe's parts off yeah yeah, absolutely uh, talk us through what you played what you did uh, I know you were involved probably more heavily in the production side of it um, but yeah, tell us about your experience with it. Um, I didn't play a single real instrument on this other than the instrument of my vocal. <laughs> <laughs> and that costs a lot of money. <laughs> so they say. Haven't you got uh, vocal insurance for the uh, tune of £10 million? Pounds? Yes, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. He bought them off a bloke in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Came wrapped in a towel and didn't buy um, No, I didn't play a single instrument, which is weird for me, I guess. Um, the only instruments that I played were the key keys on a computer mm-hmm. to get the ideas down, and then everything else was mixing. And I have a question actually. What is the talkie thing at the beginning? I had assumed it was like a footage of us having talked to something that's been cut in. It's on the original demo that I heard. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, part of uh, Synth Inside Logic. Oh, okay. And it was nice. I just came across yeah. it and I thought because we were doing a podcast, it was nice to have sort of speaky oh, noises. It was in us. It. No, sorry. It's cool Again, though. it could have been, but I decided. Started with that. But other than that, the I guess in terms of equipment we used, um, everything was recorded through a Behringer X32 desk. So not the most expensive digital desk, but something that's really nice, I think, in terms of the preamps and things in there. And then um, mics we used to record stuff. So my vocal mic was the AKG C, I'm looking at it now, 414. <laughs> <laughs> right off the top of your head, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, And I've got a stereo pair of those, so DB you're using the other one. Mm-hmm. So we used both of those for doing the overheads. Um, Jack's got a Rode NT2. Yeah. 
uh, which was my first ever mic I ever bought. Is it? Yeah. So it's been hammered. You can see it's got a dent in the top. Um, and then a mixture of very cheap mics over the drums. Uh, a company called Red Fire. I think they're Red Fire Audio. Is that what it says on that? Yeah. But they're really good budget mics. I don't know if the company's still going. But Red Fire, yeah. You can buy them and really cheaply and they sound great they're still going are they yeah they've been on my purchase list for about five years i think that's because of me yeah actually. you recommended yeah. them because they do um they do like starter packs yeah that have got the stand cable mic cradle uh case it's just all in yeah and they're really they're, they're nice this one matt that you're speaking into we didn't use for this recording but it's a valve mic um so it's a nice warm sounding mic that one and then other than that, yeah, all of this has been sort of acquired over time. Lots of mm. purchases here and there and lots of debt. Mm. <laughs> what, yeah. about the, uh, what about the lyrics? Oh, so the actual writing of the lyrics. Um, it's funny because me and Jack are both brothers. Mm-hmm. And instead of struggling for an idea for the song, uh, I asked our father, Jack, mm-hmm. our dad, um, if he had any that's called Jack as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was it Father Jack from Father Jack who <laughs> <laughs> we interestingly the, uh, also did the sketch for yeah. the dog image for the album which is and our cool. nephew did that animation thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the animation was awesome. very yeah. cool but um, in terms of the lyrics actually they started with him when he was my age now I think in Sheffield, maybe younger, yeah. and he was out at you know the old Sheffield ski slopes. Yeah, there used to be a dump out there. I think uh, there were. There's one. Mm. Is there still one there? I don't know. Um, and it was sort of triggered by a pack of wild dogs, and apparently they were were wild dogs out there, and that's what started the idea of the song. Wow. Um, and if you listen to the lyrics, they're about the dog insiders, mm. sort of getting out and fighting with the good. Um, so they came from him and um, I posted a, an image of his original set of lyrics and mm. obviously to make them fit timing wise to the song um, they were edited and sort of evolved in that way when you wrote the uh, lyrics or poem or whatever it was at the time was it DOG or just Dog? I don't know what the original title was actually no 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 but when you sing DOG is the dog in me is there a line in it is Dog is the dog in me or no <laughs> <laughs> But that's why that wouldn't make sense for this. But uh, yeah, to, they evolved into uh, what you can hear now, and I will post the lyrics out so you can see them. It's a shame I couldn't on ditto get the lyrics up onto iTunes as well, which you can do. Of course, so I don't know how to do that. So any suggestions? <laughs> one thing that is uh, striking is the genre. So obviously, I don't know. You think some bands would have a certain image, which would lead to a certain genre, etc. I don't think any of our image particularly portrays sort of uh, 80s synth pop. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Jack. Okay, um, I do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, do you, it's, it's, I'm still interested. I think we touched on it last pod, didn't we? As why, mm. it's why and how it took this direction, and it's just—is it just where it naturally just went? It's just evolved into that. I think again, nobody took a decision to change it. That's the only reason. I think this next one's going to be interesting because it, yeah. this this new one has potentially evolve or trying to get away from this sort of um, white stripes kind of guitar riff I don't don't know I think some people are trying to get away from it so this next one 
might completely evolve and change. But I think DOG, nobody attempted to alter anything and it just went with it, didn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't, from the drum part that came on the original demo, is pretty much it's the same, isn't it? The same. Mm. It is the same. <laughs> it's because you didn't play it. because <laughs> I was replaced. <laughs> yeah, it rolled through pretty easy, DOG. Um, whereas this current one uh, is, I feel as though it's it's taking more time to get get a bit of momentum behind it. Whereas DOG almost felt quite easy. But it but it is like we spoke about last time. I genuinely do find it quite liberating. Sounds like a really strong word, but again, we talked about last time that because there is no band setup it's not pigeonholed within a specific feel specific album feel past albums or anything like that mm -hmm. it's actually just this is a new song that we're just going to play something different or you can put a marching band behind it you can put some breasts behind it it doesn't matter what it just becomes completely organic in the way that it grows it doesn't have to be secular yeah one thing that is is different about this is there's um i like the way that there's no almost end goal for it you know we've mm. we've set a, a sort of a time period for ourselves that's restriction but previously it's either been i want to make something that people will like um i want to make it so it's different in, and intentionally going against how you naturally feel that you want a song to go just because mm. it's different whereas with this uh, both the first song dog and the current new one there isn't that determination to either make it, you know, a smash hit or be intentionally obscure. It's just rolling how it's going and we're almost doing it or it feels like we're doing it kind of for the sake of it. You know, the, the reasons for us doing it are different than if you were trying to be a commercially successful band. Yeah, it's not a sister piece at all to DOG, is it? it no. no. Yeah. Which, which is kind of what... I wonder if that, though, has been... Uh, it's been done on purpose as well to make sure you know we know when we're following this project and it's not going to be the same it's not a band so you know you personally look to make something quite different so do you think we've intentionally gone maybe far away from it subconsciously yeah potentially I don't know but I've not had anything to do with this new one either yet so <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it's so not going to be nothing. Recording. You're not going to listen to it three takes <laughs> so yeah can we talk about the elephant in the room the old broken promise uh, the song that was going to come out at the end of September and came out well the when? release date was actually the 3rd of October I think we posted did we right okay yeah and, and it was available to listen to from 13th yeah yeah uh, is anyone going to take any responsibility well I'm blaming you <laughs> do you know what we, it all went swimmingly yeah it was all perfectly it was on all time ready, the good podcast to go, wasn't it? was out Pod well the podcast was late though oh was it, was it? oh yeah the podcast was late so yeah. this is going to be like yeah no this is going to be bang on time this one we've got this so you to post these things you have to use it are they called an aggre aggregator aggregator to get your stuff distributed amongst the platforms that you wanted to come out mm. and who did you use for the podcast SoundCloud SoundCloud okay. yeah um, which so everywhere I searched on how to post and get a podcast on Apple Podcasts or on um, Acast. Acast was record your podcast, 
create an RSS feed and submit to um, iTunes or Acast. Not what you need to do in the middle part, which is who to use. So SoundCloud or there's, there's loads and loads of different um, people that will host your podcast for you. But how you cr- create the, um, the, the URL and the RSS feed for that podcast, you just I literally couldn't find anywhere. And I was up until about two o'clock in the morning on the night that we said we were going to launch it the next day, just trying to figure it out. Eventually, I found SoundCloud to be the easiest, mainly because to be honest, it's free. Um, it does have a limit on the amount of um, audio that you upload. I think it's about two hours that we can have on there um, at any one time. But it was just eventually I found out that how to add it to the RSS feed, how to create a URL that I could then give to um, iTunes, upload it to um, iTunes Connect. I thought it would be maybe 24 hours max that it would take to upload, but it took what five days I think. So what what, what happens in that dead time? They're so reviewing it, it, they're they? reviewing it. So I think when you when you first post a podcast for anybody who's not done it before, and this was us. Um, it obviously needs to go through some vetting. It's checking the content. I'm, I don't know if somebody listens to it. Maybe, to, again, somebody out there knows what they do. But, I mean, subsequently, it took five to six days. Mm. We, ac- we actually accidentally posted the... We posted DOG through SoundCloud the other day, and that added it to the podcast feed instantly. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping... So once you've got one through, yeah, I'm because I listen to podcasts and they're recording this and then it's ready by the Monday, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. The stuff that we listen to. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wonder whether because part of the reason that we're doing this is for us because we want to, um, you know, create something great, but also it's for for you guys who are listening. So I wonder whether we can document what happens there because you you know you say you were looking for ages to to find something, DB, and it's not readily available. So perhaps we can put together a blog post just to say. Yeah. Look, if this is your first time creating a podcast, this is what we found to work, um, yeah. so that the next, you know, the people that are following behind us, um, you know, it's an easier process for them. So maybe that's something we can do. Absolutely, I get, that'll be the same for um, Ditto and uploading to Apple Music or Spotify. Yeah, so I've used Ditto for a long, long time to upload music onto iTunes and all of the services. So you know the time period it took to put DOG up and actually coming out, did that, was that the same for other songs? Not that I remember. I don't remember, I, I didn't remember ever okay. taking this long. We post, so again, you post it to Ditto and it says that it needs to go through a review because you've marked it as not explicit, explicit content and things like that, but they need to check that it sits into those categories. Sure, that's just running against some like software somewhere. They just algorithms somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But what baffled me this time is that they gave me a release date, which yeah. was the third of October, and I was a bit upset that it was still going to take what a week and a half mm. from when I posted it. Mm. Um, but they gave that as a date, and then when the date came, obviously it didn't come out, and it just sat in the Ditto account, still saying in review, with no mention of what's going on or. Um, so I read the T's and C's and I think it can take up to six weeks or so for it actually to come out. And is that going to happen with each song? So are it we already... We just don't know. So That's the problem. Are we, are, we, are we hoping to get this song recorded by the end of October? I, I can imagine it will hopefully be recorded uh, by the end of October. And then back on, so it could be middle of November? Yeah. Mid-November, yeah. So I, I think, like you say, it's a bit of an elephant in the room because we're promising to release this at the end of every month and things like that. The releasing process, I guess we're not going to be able to have as a deadline, because the writing and recording 
within two weeks <laughs> and then to release yeah. for the end of the month is probably not feasible yeah. but we'll uh, we'll keep on doing the podcast making sure they go out so you can hear what we're working on and currently doing and we'll post snippets but to actually purchase and stream the entire content from Apple Music and Spotify and things like that mm. it, it'll have to be sort of hit and miss maybe um, a solution is if we don't want it to go through all the rounds of review and we'll just make it an explicit song okay we do have a a question after last week Um, maybe we weren't clear but uh, is it are we going to play live which I guess is also are we abandoned that was from the lovely Nina Um, well we've said all the way through this podcast we've just recorded that we're not a band Um, we do all play in bands or have done Um, but this isn't a band and this is supposed to evolve it's going to have different hopefully different people getting involved um, either writing or recording doing whatever um, so it's not a band in terms of the question of are we going to play live well if we're not a band yeah, yeah a bit odd, it's it? not going to be tours and gig after gig and gig after gig but let's see maybe at the end of our first season of writing songs we could end up with 12 songs potentially yeah that would be it I mean I'd love um, to play DOG could, live yeah it could be yeah definitely what would be a challenge though is that I guess if it is going to evolve and change and have different voices mm-hmm. and instruments going on how do you do that yeah yeah I, I guess to to answer the question that I've had this week you know is this a band if we were pretentious we would probably be calling ourselves a collective or a uh, even a project or a guild and, and in many ways we are those things we are a collective group of people that all have the same sort of passion all have the same sort of driver and if that then does mean that at the end of this season as you say Joe we want to come together and put something like this together live then hey guess what it's not just going to be the five of us that are sat here in this room standing on a stage playing through a greatest hits collection it's going to involve whoever's DB with a computer yeah hang <laughs> <laughs> about Matt you just touched on something very important which is something we've not covered which was talking about this as a season yeah we yeah we haven't absolutely which is something I think we agreed offline <laughs> or whatever you yeah. want to call it we, we this this doesn't necessarily need to be ongoing we're gonna do was it 10 or 12 so our idea is that um, this is a, a 12-month project so we're already into month two now um, and we're, we're going to get to the end of these 12 months and see where we've come that that might mean we've produced 12 songs and 12 tracks and um, it might mean we've produced six songs six tracks but um, this is not something that's going to roll on forever. We just want an end point, didn't we? We want something to focus towards, a bit of a destination. Yeah. So in October 2019, we'll be recording the last one. Season finale. Season finale. You're definitely going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, another thing we should talk about is, is anybody listening to new music or... Um, come across anything watching films seasons etc that is potentially going to inspire or maybe come out in this next song I'll start I've heard some of Tom O'Dell's new album yeah it's, I, I think like it's him. only got four songs or three songs on it that's not so far it, you know when they grey out so it's oh, like right. a slow release it's called Jubilee <laughs> the Red. three song album that's, that's not an album is there a specific song you've heard or is it just there's one that's currently on the radio which is him and a 
It's similar woman, isn't it? Girl singing. A woman. A woman. Um, but the one that the I've lady. sort of uh, been listening to more so than others is, yeah, Jubilee Road. It's the, the first track of it. It's very... It's um, recommended, yeah. It's very Piano Man. Yeah. Uh, is that who wrote Piano Man? Billy Joel. It's very Billy Joel. And the, it's nice in terms of the recording of the drums. I think, DB, you would like the sound of the drums. I'll have a listen. Let's put in a listen now. I'd like to say that maybe we could work it out. But I know that it's no use. Watching stuff. Finished Belka Saw, big fan. Oh, yeah, good. Um, absolutely finished. Well, no. No, no, no. I've got another series left. Absolutely devastated The Walking Dead started again. <laughs> I've, still, I, I've, still, I've still got. And that's on tonight. Two episodes oh. of the last season, just saved in case I feel like wasting some time. For me, this has like become a relative that I hate who's violent. <laughs> in hospital and I have to visit them just because I put time in with them <laughs> absolutely <laughs> agree <laughs> me, me and you have stuck through with yep. Walking Dead and it's got worse they've betrayed me worse. at every level and I hate it and I still have to watch but it do you know what there goes our opportunity of having uh, Should We Find's music featured cheers guys to be honest a visit to the set would maybe help yeah, maybe my, yeah. my buy in yeah. come and try and swing us back Fox Fox, is it? Uh, ABC, no. no it's I mean, AMC. Yeah. It's AMC. We're definitely not getting out. Manny, I know you hate The Walking Dead. Yeah, I gave up halfway through last year. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm on season I four. I gave up season two. I think. Why? Well, three. Yeah. I gave up season three. I guess. Well, what is good is I'm on season four of Peaky Blinders. Oh, phenomenal. Not start that. Any good? No. Good. So good. So everyone I, likes it. I, I'm going to make the decision for us now. If we get approached with Peaky Blinders, we're doing it. 100%. Yeah. Uh, just, just for the soundtrack. It's all about it's haircuts incredible. and collars, and no one can do a Birmingham accent, and it drives me wild. And Polly's hell. <laughs> um, a film comeback for me, which was really exciting to watch, was Stand, Stand By, by me. me. I watched it and then told you to watch it. No, you did it the other way around. <laughs> Other way around. I watched. I told it. you to watch. As it. in, you just watched the original. Not, they've not remade Stand By no, Me. No, no, no. Oh god, it was right. like just a revisit to childhood memories. I've never seen it. Back oh. when we uh, grew up in fifties America. Yeah, when I wore white t-shirts, rolled up, and had a cigarette packet underneath my sleeve. And watched a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right good, so you should watch it. It's brilliant. I'm trying to download Netflix because I've forgotten the name of the program I watched this week. We did it in about two nights. To five ones. Uh, not defiant ones. That, that is amazing. Good. That is, that is amazing. Very good. Anybody, uh, especially obviously, listen to this who's interested in music yeah. and um, history of music and the process. I mean, it is utterly Plus, amazing. We have definitely influenced that because there's a young man by the name of Snoop D O G who plays. <laughs> <by John Young. laughs> it's really good. Come on, describe the thing right. watching. Um, oh, okay, yeah, it's called Maniac. Yes, uh, yeah. I haven't finished it yet, mm. so don't ruin it. Mm. It's it's brilliant. It's freaking me out. I really enjoyed it. I think I've watched four episodes now. Stick it. with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah you kind of got to watch it till the end. Uh, I did feel it half lost me a little bit in the middle, 
but really sort of satisfied by the end of it. I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to the second episode of the Should Be Fine podcast. Um, like always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, or our website, which is www.shouldbefine.co.uk. Uh, have I missed anything? YouTube. YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. Have I missed anything? Can you? What? Yeah. <laughs> you can. Look us up, Manny. <laughs> and of course, go listen to DOG on Apple Music, Spotify, and all the other streaming services. And play it to all your friends and family. Yeah. If you've got any comments, thoughts, or anything you want to share with us going forward, uh, we're really up for that. This is one of the reasons we're doing it. We'd love to hear from any of you. Any questions or criticisms or know, just anything really. Um, how would they get in touch with us? Info at shouldbefine.co.uk. Facebook. Cool. Nice. Welcome. Goodbye. Right. See you soon.